Now is the time we bring you the virtual stage of our Achieving Optimal Health Conference at Georgetown University. To experience this talk with all the videos, slides, and graphics, go to bbrconsulting.us and click on Conference. One more time, visit bbrconsulting.us. Thanks for staying curious and for living your best life with us. The way we take care of ourselves is ever evolving. And what we know for sure is that our mind and spirit are linked to our physical body and that our wellness seems to extend into our communities and the planet we all share. It is very, very clear that wellness is interconnected. We love spending time with you to explore and practice the breakthroughs, the insights, and the passions of incredible people helping us all see the world in a whole new light. This is Health Gig. Bjorn Walterman is our guest today on Health Gig. He is the founder and CEO of a new startup called Catalyst. This company utilizes full body electromuscle stimulation, EMS, technology to make working out easier, faster, safer, and more effective than ever before. Doran, I couldn't be more excited to have this conversation with Bjorn and all of you. Trisha and I are thrilled you're on our podcast today. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We want to start by if you could just tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, a little bit about your family. Yeah, my name is Björn Woltermann. I'm born in Western Germany, a little bit south of Hamburg. During my career, I had multiple forced career changes, I would say, and those were like health related. So I stopped playing volleyball with knee issues, and then I started ballroom dancing, which was less impactful. I uh, was in the Air Force in Germany and on a path to become a pilot. And then they said, your lower back is not going to do that because I have a disc issue there. Became a behavioral economist by training. So I really care about human behavior and how to optimize it at scale. Was in tech for a long time, ran new tech incubation in the days of the iPhone was new and we didn't know how the world is going to change for Germany's largest company called Deutsche Telekom, like we're the parent company of T-Mobile and 14 other T-Mobiles in the world. So relatively large organization. And during that time, traveling between like 15 countries, I amassed like something like 150 flights a year. 15 That's years earlier, the, uh, the air. <laughs> flight physician said, you shouldn't be doing that. So now I ended up sitting in a plane like, for all the time. So it was oh, kind of like God. full circle. I was on painkillers about 20 days a month. And my physician said, you have to change your life and or you have to massively strengthen your core because otherwise you're going to end up with a herniated disc. And I was 35 at the time. And that was another career change. And everything else is history since then, because he sent me originally to a place where I discovered this technology, which then became my main product. So that's really how it all started. But long story short, what I really care about is helping people. Like it's always been my my driver. And there are different ways to do that, right? So there are service-related ways to do this, which didn't work out. And then we help people find partners or a great home, or, you know, we find whatever, like a job, like things that they really needed. And then with my personal journey, I found a technology where I thought we can really impact people's lives from a health and wellness perspective or from a health span perspective. That's what I do. And my approach is I'm not from fitness, I'm not out of the industry, and I'm not a physician, but I look at it from a human behavior perspective, like what really works, and from a technology perspective, what can we do? 
and uh, sometimes come up with very different approaches and then like to figure out with other experts in the field, you know, how can we best help people? That's really what I do. You know, it's funny, Dora and I were talking, we're saying, you know, this is kind of like you're starting a revolution. I mean, this is a whole (laughs) different way of building muscle and helping people at any age or wherever they are get stronger. And Dora and I are both um, 60s. And you said that we are, we're your market, that, that facing aging issues could be in the past, given the opportunity to work with Catalyst and understand what EMS could actually do for us kind of is a game changer. Can you talk about that and tell us what EMS is? Yes. Why you named the company Catalyst? EMS stands for electromuscle stimulation. So it's like stim technology. Many of you listeners might have used it in a rehab setup. So yes, like definitely. Sticky pads, right? Sticky pads somewhere. Yes, yes and it. they zap you and it zaps you. And I can always remember going, Is I wonder if it's doing anything. Yeah, that's what I would think. <laughs> and yeah, we did never ask. You know, it was just like, okay. And the technology is related. So let's really take back, like, where is it all coming from? Like, we know that the human body is basically run on electricity like a computer is. So the brain, those are all like, electric signals that go through the brain cells and the neurons. And then the nervous system is kind of like conductors, like cables, like through your system. And you're basically telling the muscle in a signal like, hey, contract, not contract, contract, not contact. And then we have a second set of wires, which are the sensory nerves, which where I can send cold and heat and pressure and like, you know, all these things. But basically, the body runs on electricity, like absolutely. And what we know is like when you're, for example, dehydrated, it works not as good because the different transmitters are not working as well because of dehydration and and water is a transmitter. Like we also know that. 70% of the body is water. So about 60, 70 years ago, people said like, you know, hey, we can use this. So for example, if I had an injury locally, I can trigger the muscle to contract and to work out and therefore to grow or not atrophy or like depending on what the situation is. And it has been used traditionally in a pure rehabilitation approach and on one or two muscles or like a small muscle group in a local area, but now for about 60, 70 years. So it's been around for a long, long time. Then what happened was a few Russian scientists in the 60s and 70s said, why are we waiting until I'm injured? Why I'm not using this to increase performance and they used us with sprinters and at the Olympic Games, once of a sudden there were like Russian sprinters and everybody was like, where are they coming from? <laughs> why are they fast? Like, why, why is this? Like, they haven't been here last year. I mean, we all watched probably Rocky Four. like Ivan Drago was wearing these. It's kind of like what they used as a topic within this movie in the 80s. So it's been around for a very, very long time. However, the technology was very cumbersome. And you know, from rehab, it's like sticky pads that you have to put on your body. In the early 2000s, a... German engineer, like, you know, was like tinkering around and said, why don't we put these in a suit? And he basically built a spandex suit with like cables on it. It's easier in and out and we can use it better. And there were several athletes, Klitschko's and, you know, others that, you know, started using this, but it was never like a mass market product because A, it was too complicated and you always needed a trainer who was kind of like putting all the dials right and correct and, and so on and so forth. And the devices were very expensive, like twenty five to $40,000 a piece. It was not really like a Marketable, mass product. Right, right. And then in the late 2000s, someone said like, hey, let's make a personal training concept out of that. And that's when it really took off. So they created a personal training concept where like one trainer trains 
two customers at a time. They're going through an ascending position to basic calisthenic movements while you are triggering muscles basically through all the major muscle groups. Still a bunch of cables everywhere. Looks like a bomb vest. Um, people ask me in the early days, like, can you travel with this? Is TSA putting you out? I'm like, no, they are not. Like, so because it like really looks weird and it has like a printer cable on it and there's a big device and the trainer is basically, you know, adjusting your stimulation while you're going through basic movements. And that's what I actually experienced in 2012 when I first did this. So I went down to the studio and looked through the window. It was a beautiful studio, white place, very clean. And it had a personal trainer with like two devices, two individuals in a black suit with wires on them. One was a 60-year-old female and the other one was a 35-year-old, very fit guy. And first of all, I was like, there's yeah. so many weird things in this image. Like, you know, who is doing it? What are they doing? They were just moving their arms, nothing in their hands. And they were dripping. They were like, I'm like... <laughs> And they were both driven. And I was like, what is this? Like, the you know, heck? absolutely. Like, yeah, what the heck? Exactly. I went inside and they explained it to me and, you know, how it basically intensifies your muscle contractions and does it all without any impact because you're not lifting anything. Even though you have joint issues or you have like spinal issues like I do, you can really fully activate your muscles because you're not having to lift like very, very heavy weights to do so. So you have the benefits of the workout without the negatives or the downsides. I gave it a try a week later when they had a slot for me. And it was like absolutely like within three, four minutes, I was like, I have never felt my body this way. Like there were, there were like areas in my body where I was like, I didn't know I have muscles there. Like, you know, <laughs> like, and for context, I was about 180 pounds. I'm 6'4", so 180 pounds runner. My back again, like was not stable enough to like stabilize, you know, my spine. Two days later, I could hardly walk. And I learned where I had muscles that basically were totally underutilized because I was sore as hell, like literally sore as hell, which for me was also an indicator of I spent 20 minutes in something like this and this is how I feel. This must be like, it's really doing something, right? Something not, must be going well. Exactly. Something is really working. Became a customer. And the beauty for me was why it worked was I had a fixed appointment every Monday at 6 p.m., and Monday was my non-travel day. So Monday was my day after the weekend where I was staying with my home team in Berlin. And then Tuesday morning, four o'clock, get up, six o'clock at the airport, and then, you know, go somewhere. But Monday was the day where I could have a fixed appointment. And after six weeks, I woke up one morning. For context, I couldn't, I had to roll out of bed. I couldn't like sit up <laughs> and, and, at 35, like not really good. And I told my wife, like, I can sit up. I'm not in pain and I haven't taken a pill in a week. And that was six weeks and I did it every Monday for 20 minutes. And I was like, how on earth? Like, that was like miraculous for me. It was for me, it was life-changing already. It was absolutely life-changing already. My wife became a customer. She didn't have these issues, but she said like, oh, everything is a bit nicer and everything is a bit firmer and I feel good about it and like so <laughs> and so forth. She had like very different goals, right. but it totally worked for her. And then coming back, the lady that I saw the first time looking through the window actually became my training partner. So every Monday at 6 p.m., there was a 60-year-old lady, and she was training with me side by side, doing the same stuff that I did with her intensity levels from a stimulation perspective. So it's personalized to every individual, even to the muscle group. And we had a ton of fun. And now my behavior mind kicks in and says, like, that's weird. Like, you don't see 60-year-old females being successful with strength training, coming every Monday, telling me that she can play with her grandchildren again. 
So now, like, you know, really something opened up. And in the same year, we were sitting in Beverly Hills with friends at a barbecue. My wife and the other girls were starting to talk about fitness and what are you doing? What are you doing? And so on and so forth. That was in 2012. I think Zumba was just a thing. And uh, <laughs> and she was saying, yeah, you remember? And my wife said, how are we using these suits? And like, you know, everything is a bit firmer and everything is like, you know, I really feel good about it. And like, you know, my core is getting better and like, you know, I'm getting apps and so on. Everybody was like, what are you talking about? And then I just overheard the conversations. I like, you don't have this? America <laughs> is inventing all this stuff. Like literally everything that is like new in fitness is inventing. And this was the unique exception where because it's been coming up through the ranks, like in Europe or especially in Germany and partially in Hungary, it has never come over to the US because they were so busy. And I started investigating why that is. And then the rest is history. And I thought I can do this much better and we can really use this technology to impact people's lives at scale and uh, became a 10-year journey. Can we take a step back and can you tell us why muscle strengthening and toning is so important? Muscles are basically your armor, if you think about it. Muscles allow your skeleton to move. So everything that you want to do in life, if it's breathing, if it's walking, if it's lifting, if it's getting out of bed, whatsoever, you need muscles for that. So the more you have of those and the stronger they are, the easier things are. That is a massive impact on your quality of life in the first place. So muscles are the thing that you need, but it's also the thing that you're losing as you grow older. And there are multiple reasons. There are hormonal reasons. They are a little bit different between men and women. There are time issues. There are injury issues. There are joint issues and so on and so forth. And the muscles are basically determining what's your longevity, what's your life expectancy. There are two tests that, for example, Peter Atia is doing. Like One is a grip strength. So if you take grip strength of a person, it's the best predictor of your life expectancy. There's a thing and like, you know, how many pounds can you grip? It's an amazing predictor of your life expectancy. The other test that he's doing is he let people like dead hang. How many seconds can you hang? Okay. <laughs> right? Right. So his goal is 90 seconds. That's okay. his goal, oh, right? Okay. Many people can't do 20 seconds. Let's be very clear. Like, you know, it's just that because there are two things like how strong are you? And then how heavy are you? Those right. are the two things. So how much of your body mass, and this is where muscles come back, like back door to your question, your muscle mass is giving your body a benefit. You can use it for many things. Body fat, you can't. Like it's just, you're carrying it around. So now there are trickle down effects from there. So for example, your hormonal balance changes massively with your body composition. So for example, if you have a good muscle mass, your testosterone levels are higher, both for men and women. Let's say you, you eat carbs or sugars or whatsoever, your spikes are not as high. Like, you know, your blood glucose spikes are not as high. You have aspects around, let's say you're tripping or you can cut yourself, right? Or are you just dead falling and you break something? You have aspects around something called the basal metabolic rate. Muscles burn energy 24-7, 365. When you have a lot of muscle mass, even though you're sleeping, you're using energy. If you actually want to have, and this is coming back to like sustainable behaviors, if you actually want to get into better shape and have a better body composition, forget about fat loss. That's not the goal. The goal is increase your healthy muscle mass, increase your healthy muscle, healthy bone mass. And now the muscles, A, because they are there, general tasks in life become easier. So now 
oh, it's just one flight of stairs. Okay, now you're doing that. Or you're carrying your groceries alone. Or you're doing this. Like your, your lifestyle already changes because things become easier. So now you become more active. But most importantly, even if you were just lying in bed for a whole day, the amount of calories that you're burning is much higher with every pound of muscle you have. Wow. Just very quickly, yes. even if you eat the same, now you have a negative balance sheet. So everything that is fat loss and that has been unfortunately the focus for people, cardio, cardio, cardio for the last 40, 50 years, it's a balance sheet. Fat loss is a balance sheet. Like, you know, it's like, am I or weight loss is a balance sheet? And you don't want weight loss because what's very often happening is when you lose weight and you go on heavy diets, you're losing muscle mass. Yes. And you never want to do that. So this is why a general scale is actually not your friend. To date, I am 25 pounds heavier than when I started, like, you know, my fitness journey 10 years ago. I'm 25 pounds heavier. My body fat went from 16 to 10. It's just different composition. Yes, right? I'm much stronger. People see me now. I was just at a class reunion. People were like, who's this guy? Like, you know, it's just like, don't look at the scale. Don't look at the scale. Like, That's good first news. of all, you might gain, but have, and this is why I'm saying, like, we talked earlier, like, you know, before the podcast here, like, do you know what an in-body is? And, and, you know, use these kind of scale, the DEXA scan, that really helps, right? And there are cheaper versions that are like, you know, 300 bucks or something like that, that you can use. Have a qualified number so that you can see and track how your muscle mass is growing. That's the number that you have to look at. Tell us about sarcopenia. Sarcopenia, yes. So isn't that like a condition? As you age, you lose muscle? Yes. So that's sort of what you just described. Yes. So sarcopenia is the phenomenon that as you age, your muscle mass reduces and your percentage of your body composition like reduce, it gets reduced. And if we think about it, it's the number one killer. It is right. not a heart attack. It's not cancer. Most cancer today is survivable. There's an interesting statistic, I think it came out a year ago. If we would eradicate all cancer, our life expectancy would only increase by two and a half years or something like that. Is it because you have lost muscle mass and you're falling and you're... Mm -hmm. well, is that why? Yes. So first of all, why are you losing muscle mass as you age? So first of all, your testosterone levels drop after like 20, 25. After 30, they get... Mm. And after 40, they really tank. And the same is true for men and women, right? So women have some testosterone, they have just more estrogen, but they have some testosterone. And men have, like, they start at different levels, and, and then as they age, it gets reduced. Testosterone is the main hormone, so it's anabolic, which means it builds muscle. That's what the term actually says. Like, you know, it's built healthy muscle. When you are working out, your testosterone levels basically determine how fast is your body reacting and adapting to the stress that you're giving him while you're working out. That's really the predictor. So even if you would be doing the same level of workout as you age, you would still lose some muscle mass because it's less effective. Your body has not the ability, is losing the ability over time to metabolize nutrients. So for example, the amount of protein intake, which is a huge topic, like Everybody Huge. basically is underproteinated. Especially as they age because they just stop eating anyway, you know, and then yes. they start doing carbs for energy. And, yeah, and so absolutely. You're spot on. And people were afraid of eggs for decades, which I is... I remember that period. <laughs> Forget about it, right? I still have this, like, when we're in restaurants and there's this chef who's making the eggs, right? So, and I'm like, you know, I, I'd like to have, like, six scrambled eggs, right? And he's like, What? <laughs> oh yeah no for me six for my wife four and then he's like totally losing it right he's thought like we're sharing this dish right? but like have two three eggs a day like it's the best food by the way what i'm always saying is like an egg has everything to make 
an animal out of it. Think about it. It has all the components. Oh, yes. Right? It's all within this shell. It's like everything is there. The only thing you need, heat. That's the everything you need. And you made a living being out of it. <laughs> it's right? amazing. The, cool. It's the perfect food, basically. But coming back like, to the muscles, like in sarcopenia, we are losing muscle mass. We're losing, for example, fast-twitch muscle fibers. There are two big groups of muscle fibers, slow-twitch and fast-twitch muscle fibers. The slow-twitch muscle fibers are much more efficient, uh, so they lose that energy. And now when we're moving and we're like, when I take my coffee mug and so on and so forth, I'm just using slow-twitch muscle fibers. When I need to jump or when I need to run or when I need to lift very heavy, then the fast-twitch muscle fibers are coming in. They allow me to like really go strong, really go fast. But as an older person, when I'm tripping, they also allow me to react to it and not stumble and not fall. So now I'm losing these first. So now tell me, like, what's your likelihood of you catching yourself? It goes less and less and less. So we have, for example, like in EMS training and in Catalyst, we can actually control the signal so that we can trigger certain muscle fibers first or together. So without heavy weights, without running with a parachute, which is what football players, for example, do to get faster, like they have a parachute behind them and then they run as fast as they can. That's how they do fast-twitch muscle fiber development. At 60, you don't do that anymore. Like you can't do that, right? So that's not a training method that works. But we can modulate the signal in a way that the muscle is just reacting this way. It's like it has no choice. When the first reaction is, oh, that's for athletes, And I'm saying, no, it's not just for athletes because being able to react and catch yourself has a bigger life impact for an older person than running 0.1 second faster for an athlete. So I think it's even more important for an aging population. So again, what you're saying is, I think, and Dora thinks, like, yeah, you're like revolutionizing it. You're saying, look, guys, you can get stronger. Like Peter Tia says, you can get stronger, just need to maybe start learning about different kinds of ways. And as you talked earlier, how can you start creating better habits, different habits that will allow you to be stronger? Because as we talk, the stronger our body is, the stronger our minds are. Spot on. The old Greeks, they say mensana in corpore sane, which means like there's a healthy body that encompasses a healthy mind that only works together. How did you come up with the name catalyst? I think we could guess, but... <laughs> what is the definition of a catalyst in this case with a C? It is an adjuvant that is helping a reaction to be more efficient. So it brings something from one state to a higher state with less energy. For example, like we have a catalytic converter, which means like certain gases are burning at lower temperatures where otherwise they wouldn't burn. That's like at lower temperatures with less energy, like reactions are happening. What we saw or what I saw in this technology was, we had 20 years of fitness tech innovation. Like we have like Apple watches and aura rings and palatons and like what's, we have a, a million things and they're great and I love it. You know, people love them. It's amazing. But it's the same 20% of the population using them that bought fitness products in the first place. What we are not seeing is we're not seeing a dent in CDC statistics, we're not seeing a dent in activity. We're not seeing an uptake in life expectancy, which is actually very concerning to me. Like life expectancy in the United States is dropping. Is and going I think down. also, Bjorn, you would say health life expectancy, right? Do you're, you're concerned about the yes. health span. Health span. Right. So what do we mean with health span? Health span is the healthy years in your life. I don't care about the last years. You don't want these years, right? You just don't want 20 extra years in hospital. Like you don't want that. You want healthy lives. That's what you want. You want it for yourself. You want it for your family, right? You want it for your friends. Like that's what you want. 
all these innovations, this is where I'm coming from a behavior perspective and look at this, all these innovations have not changed the statistics. So technically you could say they don't work. Because if you think of technical innovation generally, when we invented the plane and it was easier to get from Europe to America rather than with a steamship over 14 days, it just took 12 hours back in the days with prop planes. More people were flying and they were flying more often. So technology generally is at its best when it makes things easier. In behavior, you have two aspects. You have the how hard is it to do and how motivated am I? Everything that we've done in fitness technology in the last 20 years is motivators. We tell you, you only have done 7,000 steps and you said you wanted to do 10. They say, okay, here's like a very attractive trainer and a cool DJ on a screen in front of you. You have to paddle harder. We're all doing motivation and we're doing social groups, peer pressure, motivation, like these things. We haven't helped people make the act more efficient or easier or less risky. So it's still a weight, it's still a javelin, it's still a bike, we're still running, we're still doing this. We might now do this at home and it's more convenient, but the act of the workout is still the same. And with muscle stimulation technology, we actually made how much effort do I need to bring in? How risky is it? How much time do I need? How much knowledge do I have to have? Like if I go to the gym, like I need to know how I'm using all these machines. What do I need? We have reduced this significantly. And what we are now seeing is, and this is why I'm so excited about this conversation, is we are able to help audiences that were not successful in the past. So that's really where the innovation is coming in. And this is why I'm saying this is a catalyst for the other 80% of the population. So when you talk about muscle stimulation, the thing with catalyst too, isn't it cardio as well? Your heart rate does go up as you're doing it? So the answer is yes, you can, like definitely. What I would always say, give me an hour a week. If you give me an hour a week and you do two sessions of half an hour, spend it in strength training, strength and speed. This is like, prioritize that. This is what you spend it in. And then once you're healthier and happier and whatsoever, take your dog for a walk or go outside. Like, you know, this is like, you know, move, like enjoy the sunshine if you have any, right? Or if you don't like get a warm coat and like trot in the snow, like something like that, but get outside and get your cardio from there. However, what we do is we basically offer all the four benefits that an electromuscle stimulation system can offer, which is strength development, speed development, power development, like that speed, right? You know, are you faster? Usain Bolt has been using this through his whole career and that actually broke the whole thing. You can look up Usain Bolt EMS and you find him like, you know, on selfies on it and it absolutely broke the internet in the early 10s because people were like, what? We spoke to some of his colleagues of the Jamaican sprinter team. We had them up in our studio a few years ago. And we then knew why he was always going to Germany because back in the days, it was only that. In cardio, what we're doing is we have a signal that is not creating a full tetanus. It's just twitches of the body. What we can do is two things. And that's generally the question is like, is Catalyst the only thing I'm doing or is it an add-on? And the question is, it depends. Like if I already have a fitness regimen, then it's an add-on. You know, I can do certain things that I can't do otherwise, like speed development, very hard in the gym normally, or on days when I don't have a lot of time, I just squeeze in another session, or glutes, very hard to activate in the gym, something I can do, like specifically, there's a button for it. Like there's literally wow. a button for it, right? I mean, That's there's- so cool. Right, there's, <laughs> so in the interface, you can literally say, I want more of my arms, and I want more of my glutes, and I want more of my abs and my lower back. Like there's and literally a button. I telling you about NBS that many of us suffer from. 
you know, yes. the no butt syndrome thing. Yes, so that, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so we can work on that glute one. Okay. Definitely, yes. <laughs> Which is also then again, like when your glutes are weak, what's basically happening is like your hip is like tilting forward because we're sitting all the time and then we get lower back issues. Like they're all related. So in cardio mode, what we do is we're not doing full contractions. We're doing just twitches. We have two options to get your cardiovascular training in. You either follow exercises that we do like you're standing you're walking on like you're marching you're like you know jumping you do jumping jacks whatsoever and combine this with the muscle work that is being introduced by the suit and what it does is with these small twitches you actually burn atp like there is actually muscle work and now what's happening is the body needs to a take the heat away Right? So like it's an exogenic reaction, right? So okay, now you need, this is why you're sweating when you work out, because it's an exogenic reaction. It needs to replenish the nutrients. You're actually burning calories because you need to build new ATP, which is like an endogenic reaction. Like, you know, you need to use the carbs or fat and have the metabolism, like, you know, create new energy carriers for the body. And you also have to get like lactic acid and all like these byproducts like out of the body. So you can also combine with equipment. So for example, what I do, it's a bit extreme, but I do it. You know, assault bikes, like these bikes where you're paddling and doing this, they can wreck you on your own. And now you superimpose this on top of it. Ah. It's like you do this for 20 seconds and you really do an interval training. I do 20 seconds of this, 40 seconds of nothing, 20 seconds of this, 40 seconds of recovery. Do this for 10 minutes. This is actually like interval training, what actually improves your cardiovascular capacity. That's really what it does, right? If you're just running for an hour or two hours, if you want to get faster as a marathon runner, you're not running more marathons, you're sprinting. That's what you're learning, right? You do the shorter ones. So it's not spend an hour on the treadmill. That doesn't really help you because the second you step off the treadmill, you stop burning calories. If you want a lasting change, build muscle, build cardiovascular capacity with interval training. The other extreme is we have customers, for example, that were up for hip replacement surgery or customers that were very overweight and couldn't really move, couldn't run. Like they couldn't just jumping and running wasn't a thing for them. Okay, take a treadmill, put it on two, three miles an hour, not fast, put it on an incline and then superimpose the catalyst. So now with more superimposure, although you're just walking, go as high where you want your heart rate to be. If you want your heart rate at 120, put it a bit higher. Put it at 30, put it a little bit higher. Like, okay, this is where I want to be. And then walk with the superimposed system. You have the cardiovascular load as, as if you were running, but for the first weeks and months, while you are just like getting like excess weight gone so that you don't hurt your knees, you don't hurt your hips and so on and so forth, you can still have the cardiovascular load without the negative side effects of joint impact and so on and so forth and injury risk. It is a such universal tool. We are learning new applications every day. And sometimes it is just customers telling me. One of the absolutely surprising stories, coming back to like, you know, fixing issues. A year and a half ago, a customer called me and said like, hey, Bjorn, I want to talk to you. And like, what is it? Like, I'm a dentist. And dentists, he told me, like, he has a podcast about dentists. Like, that was quite interesting. And he said like, you know, we have this like very bad posture. So we have occupational pain. Our pain is basically the factor of how long can we work. Like we retire when we can't stand the pain anymore of this weird position. And he said, like, I'm like early 40s, I think early 40s years. I'm already in pain all the time. I started using Catalyst because I just want to get fitter. My pain is gone because now my muscles are stronger. They are relaxing and so on and so forth. And this is where a lot of people can benefit. 
You know, you said there were f- the four. So it's strength, speed, cardio, and did I miss We have a four? recovery mode. Recovery, and, which yes, is key. Have, okay. We have a recovery mode. In the recovery mode, the impulses are very rare. Like, you know, they have one per second and it creates a pumping sensation of the muscle. So we basically help you relax, but we also help you flush out lactic acid, get good blood flow in and so on and so forth. And that really helps you recover after a catalyst session. But also, let's say, if you did like a long hike or whatsoever and you wanted some recovery in, that's really where this comes in. We have so much more to talk to Bjorn about, so please join us on our next episode for part two of this discussion. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us on HealthGig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well. Precision medicine is a genetics-based approach to personalized care informed by biometrics, genomics, and lifestyle factors. Dr. Dawson, founder, CEO of Wild Health, can bring you incredible recommendations for diet, exercise, sleep, mental health, disease risk reduction, and more based on your personal health story. All of you are invited to get to know Matt Dawson better beside the ocean and over some incredible meals at Gasparilla in November. Call for the Foundations of Wellness Experience reservations at 877-764-1420 or the-gasparilla-in.com.